In the name of one God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning. Well, probably like most of us, especially bright and early on Sunday mornings, my normal routine when I wake up, typically around 5 o'clock a.m., is to very slowly introduce my eyes to the light. Now, some of you may get up and want to turn on all the lights and maybe your eyes adjust quickly, but that is not the case for me. I need that to be a slow process, and I try to keep things as dark as I can in the mornings, especially since uh, Ashley is normally sleeping a little longer, try not to wake her up, and then for my eyes to adjust. And typically, I'll go to get ready, and the dimmer switch on the wall, it'll start pretty much by, by very tiny, and then I'll bring it up slowly, and then the light, by the time I'm going to leave, will become fully bright. Well, a few Sundays ago, thankfully not this Sunday morning, I had a little startling situation as that dimming, getting ready process was happening. I, I got to the point and didn't realize it. There was one of those, not a little guy, one of those kind of gigantic palmetto bugs just hanging out up on the wall right next to my head. And he was there all morning, didn't move, didn't make a sound. And it would be that I was getting, getting closer to leave the door, brushing the teeth, getting out of there, that the light would come fully on and I would notice. And that morning I did not need any coffee because seeing him there right by my head just jolted me. But I hope this morning that that process that you'll see in this season of Epiphany, all these Sundays after Epiphany, as we are on our way to Lent, I would pray that you would recall that we remember the light as the wise men would arrive at the manger was just dim enough for them to travel and get there as they would travel in over several days through dark and, and light, but it was very dim. And as Epiphany, this liturgical season, will expand all of, the, all of the scripture that we have, I would pray in your lives that it would be just like that dimmer switch going up. That the light starts dim with that star. And little by little, as we learn more and more of the identity of our Christ, of Jesus, our Lord and Savior, that that light switch, the light of Christ and his identity, would be made brighter to you as we move through this liturgical season. To do that this morning, I, want to, I was reminded in our uh, scripture appointed from last week, we had Genesis 1, 1 through 5. And that had made me remember, as, as we read that in the baptism of our Lord last week, that took me to remember Genesis 3. That in those first five, five verses, we hear that in the very beginning of anything that was ever handed down and spoken and recorded of God coming into the world and cre or creating everything, that we have Adam and Eve. And after that business of creation, we learn right there in the fall of man, chapter 3 of Genesis, that they have both eaten of that, that fruit that reveals to them that they are naked. 
And not just in the sense of physically being naked, but they become aware in that act of their own shame and their own guilt. And in that, those walks that they used to have in the garden with God, they hide as they realize their own nakedness. And God comes, and when he can't find them, he says, where are you? And from that moment on, in that relationship with God, all that time ago, God is in the business of looking for the lost and making them found and bringing them back to him. I thought going all the way back to that, as I was reminded in Genesis 1 and last week, would remind us as we enter John 1 again today, as we finish out the chapter of John 1, contextually, our gospel last week had John the Baptist baptizing Jesus and saying, Behold the Lamb of God who came into the world to take away the sins of the world. From there, just before the gospel reading that Father Joe read this morning, we see how God comes to his people. After John the, John the Baptist pronounces, Behold the God that came into the world to take away sin, we see the calling of his first disciples. We see Andrew and Peter have interaction with Jesus. They hear what John the Baptist has said, who this man is, and then they get to follow him and spend the day with him. And hanging out with Jesus for that day makes them realize we have found the Messiah known as the Christ. It is true. That sets us up for our story today with Philip and Nathaniel. Now, we don't know if, if, uh, how close Andrew and Peter are to Philip, but we did hear that, that Philip, they were from the same town. And we contextually, or it just if, as I think about it in my head, I, I wonder if Andrew and Peter put it in the mind of Jesus, we know this guy that's just ripe for, he, he believes already, but if he hangs out with you, he will come to see who you actually are. And we hear that Jesus approaches, goes right up to Philip and says, follow me. And Philip does just that. It is just a quick, no questions asked, I will follow him because it has been revealed to me who you are. And then we have what I like, I don't know why he doesn't share the same name. We've heard of Doubting Thomas. I almost wonder through tradition why we don't call him Doubting Nathaniel, at least at first. As we hear uh, Philip approaches Nathaniel and says, Nathaniel. We have found the one that the Old Testament talks about. The one that all the way back in that time, they said a promised Messiah would come. The one we have been waiting for all this time has come on the scene. And he's from Nazareth. And we hear Nathaniel's almost comical reaction. Nothing good. The Son of God, the promised Messiah, cannot come from that little backcountry town of Nazareth. And then we hear that Jesus comes on the scene and approaches Nathaniel in the midst of his skepticism as he is questioning nothing good can come from that place that I, I either have a natural hate for or just knowing kind of a, a natural city rivalry. Nothing good 
the Messiah cannot come from that place. And we hear how Jesus engages Nathanael. He said, when you were under the fig tree, before Philip even came to you and mentioned my name to you, I knew who you were. And before that line, he actually said, here's an Israelite that speaks the truth. And that rouses Nathanael's curiosity as Nathanael says, how do you know me? And Jesus says that line, I knew you when you were under the fig tree before Philip even came to you. And this is enough. I wish we had more in the text that would show us exactly what happened under that fig tree. Either in my own mind, I think maybe Nathaniel was actually reading the scripture that was open to him. And maybe God began to speak to him that way. Maybe he was napping or maybe he was doing something he shouldn't have been doing. But as Jesus speaks that, I knew you in that moment under that fig tree. Whatever Nathaniel was doing, it was enough for him to say, my goodness, No one could have known about that except the Lord and Savior. And we hear from the text that dimmer light I mentioned at the front where Nathaniel thought one thing, he radically has a transformation of heart and mind and he begins to see Jesus for who he is. Look at how the dimmer switch comes up as the text tells us he first saw Jesus as a rabbi and a teacher. And in that encounter of what he says happened under the fig tree, he recognizes him from teacher to son of God to king of Israel and to the one to where angels will descend and ascend upon the son of man. Look at that light coming bright in the light of all of these men we've talked about. John the Baptist got that that ultimate responsibility and privilege to say, this is the one that's coming. And I baptize him and say, behold, look at the Lamb of God that has come into the world. To Andrew, to Peter, to Philip, to Nathaniel. To how God met them differently, but it was the same invitation. Come and see. For Philip, that was easy. He had seen enough and didn't even have to question, I will follow him because I recognize him as the Messiah, the Christ. For Nathaniel, it was a little more difficult. We see him with that skepticism up front that says, nothing good could come from Nazareth. And look at the encounter and being with Jesus, what happened with Nathaniel as they would all come to have the epiphany of the identity of Jesus Christ. I ask you a question this morning. How are you, how did you enter here? Where in this season of life are you lost and need to be found? Where in your season of life, as you walk with Christ in faith right now, where do you need the dimmer switch to go up and to realize more and more the identity of Christ within your relationship there? Have what 
bring, going through the pandemic, through all this time, has it caused a kind of lost feeling, a feeling of nakedness, just like uh, Adam and Eve that we mentioned all the way in the front where they would come to, to try to put themselves in the place where God should be. Has the pandemic left you feeling that same sense of nakedness, realizing some, some shame or some dependence that you thought you could do on your own? Or as we continue into the political climate in which our country finds itself today, do you feel lost and how to approach the, the very political situation we have in front of us, or how to approach others that have a very different opposing view to you and how that might have led to a broken relationship. Or the things that you may be facing individually, loss of loved ones, loss of anything, broken relationship, where are you lost? And where does God need to pull you back to him this morning? And do you approach it more like Philip, where you are in right relationship with God now and you don't even have to question and you hear that invitation, follow me, and God begins to meet you there? Or do you find yourselves like Nathaniel this morning, a little more of a, having that skeptical nature, like, I don't know where God is in my life right now with the circumstances that I continue to live through. Well, I would pray that you would hear the invitation and that it would come to you no matter where you are this morning across the spectrum of belief, that you would hear the invitation ushered to us even fresh this morning. Come and see. It was C.S. Lewis that said, I believe, in my, I believe in God and in my relationship with God and compare it to the rising sun. Not because I can see it, but because of it, I can see and it lightens everything else. May his grace find you this morning. And may you realize the dimmer going up and may that light on the, in whatever season of life you entered this morning, may that dimmer switch be brought to full bright. And through these invitations that we have in this scripture, may you realize all the way back from Genesis 3 to John 1 and even to us this morning that God has been revealing himself to us in his identity in all these forms of invitations and continues to do that. And may the invitation be brought to you this morning as you consider and as the light becomes bright in your walks of faith. Amen.